Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Movie Man Podcast. See, I went back and because okay, so we did this last time. We this is yep. how we started the show, yes. and then I was like, oh man, you know, you remember this? You missed this, and so then I I went back because something felt off about it. Mm. And and we're not doing it quite the way we used to do it. Did you oh, know really? that? No, yeah. I, I'm I'm curious. Bring me up to speed. So. What just happened here was yeah. I said, hello and welcome to another episode of, and you said the Movie Men podcast. Mm, okay. What we used to do was I would say, hello and welcome to another episode of, and you would say the Movie Men, and I would mm. say the Movie Men podcast. Oh, okay. So, I mean, mm. it is, you know, it is what it is. Maybe mm. that's like the evolution. I think, yeah. I th- of it. I think, I think that's, we're at a different spot now. Okay, times have changed. But you don't you don't realize how satisfying it is that we're doing this again. I I enjoy it so much. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. greetings. Greetings, one and all. My we, name is Baymax. I am your personal <laughs> healthcare assistant. <laughs> uh, how would you rate your pain on a scale of one to ten? Um, all the time or right now? Commencing a full body scan. <laughs> I am satisfied with your with your services. Okay. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Uh so we continue our and journey. And that's the episode. Thank you for listening. Oh. Um, but I I have I have oh, okay. Oh, you have you have like notes? Okay, we can do your notes. Quick. No, we'll I was do, just we'll going to say notes. Merry Christmas to those who oh. are counting down the days. Yeah, like if we don't uh, if we don't get another episode out between now and Christmas, <laughs> I literally don't know why I said that. But then, yeah, uh, then Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> happy birthday have... to me. As soon as I said that, I yeah, sorry, I'm not sure. No, what no, just it's happened. good. No, yeah. hey man, don't we, don't we need no, to no, co- no 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 Merry Christmas. Don't we need let to cover a calendar control your life. We need to if cover want, our if, bases, right? If you want to wish people a, a Merry Christmas right now, mm-hmm. then the fact that it's June can go bite the big one because it well, just doesn't. Yeah, and if you wish you it know, now, you let it marinate for six months. Like it's not like, right. hey, I wish you a Merry Christmas, and then a week later, pop. Right, like let, it's let brewing. It, let it, let it marinate. Let it marry, marinate Christmas. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we're on to something here. Well, yeah, we're on something. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of what we're on, we're on our next episode where we travel back in time year by year that we cover. And this episode, we're covering the year of 2014. We brought it to a vote. The people had their say. And now we're re- rec- uh, recording an episode on Big Heroes 5. I mean, we're on our current episode. Yes. You said you said we're on our next episode. That's one of those things where like mm. we'll never be on our next episode. This is the mm, yeah. We'll only ever be on our current episode. We're on uh, all of our previous episodes. Right. Right. It's like tomorrow never comes kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Tomorrow's right. always tomorrow. A day away. Yeah. Anyway, that's how the song goes, right? I, don't I haven't know. seen Annie. I've never watched Annie. Yeah, so. I've seen it any of them once. One of one version of it, and I've never been drawn back. Like the Shirley Temple one, right? I 
couldn't Isn't even that tell who you. Is in it? I don't know. Like I, it could have been Sean Connery. I I literally don't even know. <laughs> it might it may have been actually. Now I want to hear him sing tomorrow. <laughs> the song will come out tomorrow. <laughs> Can you please try and do that with your no, Sean Connery? No, I can't Connery? do it. Can't do it. I'm begging you. It. Like I'm on uh, the it knees. It wasn't Shirley Temple. It was Aileen Quinn. I didn't mm. know that because I think she's. Uh no, Aileen Quinn is still alive. Shirley Temple died, right? Oh, I I think so. Did she die like really young? She was one of those childhood she, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, to the episode. Know. On mm-hmm. with the episode. Big Hero Six. Yeah, you had never seen this film. Never. And to be honest, no. I really like I've probably heard of it, but it was very strange and foreign and unheard of to me. Sure, you weren't you weren't really you know, you weren't itching to go see it. Not in 2014 and not even with this current vote. Like it was the fourth place finish in my books as far as what I wanted to win. Okay. And and not a slight on it, just of the four films. Uh I yeah, that's just where yeah, it ranked. You, you didn't you didn't really know the movie, you weren't really mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's. But now let's, you've I'll, seen it. Now I've seen it. I'll t- I'll get into what I thought first. I'm going to okay. break it up with some trivia. Well, let's first by well, let's let's rewind a second here. Sure, I can't talk. Okay. Let's start by welcoming all of the fresh meat uh, <laughs> who are new to our show. Thank mm. you, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, a shout. I can I. Can we do a? Sh- can I do a shout out at the start of the show? Go for it. I mean, we used to do shout outs at the end of the show. I feel like we haven't done shout outs in a long time. So yes and no. Or not I feel consistently. Like not consistently at the end. Sometimes like they'll come up. Like I think it was last week's episode where Daphne just naturally came up. So it was like an impromptu shout out, but it wasn't like at the end. Like hey, Daphne, we're thinking of you. It's more she came up in conversation. So. It's been a while since it's been a straight up, here's a shout out. Yeah, sure. Sure. So my shout out mm-hmm. is for Andrew. Mm, yes. From, from Jakarta. Yeah. Uh, who, you know, who who reached out to us on Twitter. Thank you for reaching out to us. Thank and you. And was like, hey, I'm, you know, he's a, he's a graphic designer who's like- Oh, cool. Just, just strucken with boredom and- doesn't know what to do with himself during work other than listen to podcasts. Nice. Uh, and so as a result, he's he's always like looking, yeah, he's always looking for mm. a good podcast. And sure. Has had to settle for ours instead, but, <laughs> um, you know. Yeah. So support, Andrew supports us by listening to us. So support yeah. Andrew. Check it. Yes. We're, we're going to, we'll post, uh, like, a, so Andrew's a graphic designer. And the great thing about a graphic designer mm. is it, like, it doesn't really matter where they live. Mm, if you need no. graphic designing done, yeah. I don't know if that's the terminology. Yeah. If you need some graphic designment, then, uh, then hit Andrew up. His mm. uh, his deets are going to be posted down below, so you're gonna you're gonna want to check that out. Nice, yeah, very that's cool. It. That's my that's my shameless plug. Hey, it was pretty cool. He gave me fifty dollars to say that. What? Nice. Yeah, and he said he said, "Could you plug the show?" 
And don't tell Pete that I'm giving you the fifty dollars because right. then you have to share it. Yeah. Right. So and it's only logical, really. Right. So I've told you anyways, but that's because <laughs> I don't really fear you, and mm. so I still I have no, you know, I don't I still don't feel compelled to give you your right. Cut. I don't know if so. it's good or bad that you don't fear me. Like maybe it's good that I'm like you find me as a safe person and socially accepting and. If I were to fear you for anything, it would probably be uh, physically that you might step on me. That you might like not see that I was there. Where's Brady? And the three feet in height difference between the two of us mm. would cause my end. Yes. Or your pain of sorts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Disney. Mm-hmm. The so company that owns a lot all of things. other companies. Like really all everything. Mm. Yeah. They own this podcast. They do. Mm-hmm. They do. We're not paid like a Disney podcast. No. Actually, we're not even no. paid. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hmm. The, 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 the bread jar is... Uh, Pretty empty. It's skimped. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get, let's get to trivia. Let's get into it. All right. We don't need to tell people about our bread jars. I... I don't know what you said that in a way as if it was like <laughs> deviant. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, so two little trivia things I just want to like share and then I'm going to test you with, uh, with the final thing I say. All right. All so right. something just superficial, kind of interesting. Uh, in US and Canada, this mm. film, this film is the second highest grossing Disney animated film behind Frozen. Damn straight. That's that, and again, I find maybe it's just more surprising to me because this film was just so unknown to me. So it just kind of raised my eyebrow, like, wow, this this is a big deal. And right off the bat, spoiler alert for the rest mm-hmm. of this episode, it yeah. earned it. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, in my opinion, it did a lot opinion, of things it well. Earned it. Yeah, like I'm not surprised after watching it. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Like, I'm surprised just because I knew nothing about this film, but I'm not surprised in that, like, okay, the caliber of this film, you know, it, it's not like Paddington 2 or something where I'm just like, pardon? Like, yeah, I'm just not caught off the edge. I'm just not caught right. off guard. Right, okay. The other thing, this is, I just find this cool, and I hope someone else does at home. If you do, comment, like, do something, respond to the post. But the the city that they lived in was called San Francisco. San Francisco. Sokyo, pardon me. And just some reasoning behind it is there's logistical reasons of Disney wanted to merge Tokyo with San Francisco because San Francisco hadn't been used much in Marvel before. And the city's, like the, um, I think Tokyo was used in the original comic books, perhaps. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. The thing that I found super interesting, and this is just me, but the filmmaker's idea, they kind of went on a historical fiction point to kind of come up with this idea. So they said their idea was that San, San Francisco, you say it, San Fran, Tokyo. There we go. Is based on so the wait, 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 wait. So it's it's San Francisco, but yeah. San Fran, and then so- Tokyo, but an S instead of a T. San, San Fran, Tokyo. Yeah. Okay. So it's based on the alternative history in which San Francisco largely rebuilt 
by Japanese immigrants in the aftermath of the 1906 earthquake. So it's never stated in the film, but like that's kind of their premise behind it. So I think it's just, I just found it interesting that it wasn't just random, but it had kind of like some rooting and some historical fiction. And I just found that fascinating. I just enjoyed that. Yeah. I just thought that was cool. And I did not know that. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I also uh, didn't know that there was an earthquake, so I'm I'm pretty we're just, ignorant. We're learning things. we're learning tons of things today. This this is the thing that I want to test you with, okay? Mm, okay. I'm going to list four animated films. It's a simple it's a simple tech t- question, really. Four films. Okay. Got it? Four. Okay. Yeah. And start with the highest mm. grossing. Mm. And finish with the lowest grossing. Hmm. In, uh, that, adjusted all. for inflation? Just straight up. Not adjusted for inflation, just straight okay. up. How much oh. money passed through the turnstiles? Okay. Okay. So four films. Rank them. Okay. The first right. is the film that we watched, Big Hero 6. Okay. The second film is Manoa. The Manoa? third. What's Manoa? Moana? Moana, I'm sorry. I always what mispronounce you, Sam it. Fran- what is with words today, <laughs> yeah, just... boy? <laughs> Manoa. Manoa. What is, oh yeah. my god. That's 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 it. That's a new it's a new running joke on this show. Uh, we gotta we gotta edit that out. No, 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 man. There's no way. Manoa, that's perfect. That's good. All right. What's okay. what's what's the next option? M- Monsters Inc. and the Incredibles. Oh. So Big Hero 6, Manoa, Monsters, Inc., and The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta list them in highest order to lowest order of how much money they put through the turnstiles. Uh, see, that's difficult. A, you said Manoa again, which means Dang I definitely it. can't edit it out because now Arr. it's... Okay, but so this is difficult because... Uh, just, just because just, two of those films. Think about are it like, in your head for a second. I just need to work something on. Moana, 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 <laughs> Moana. Uh, uh, so, but okay. So two of those films were like ten plus years ago, right? And so the whole not adjusting for inflation thing is really throwing me for a loop. Like it's mm. it's it's creating a mental wall that I have to. Okay. Oh. Uh, so Big Hero Six. I mean, Big Hero Six has got to be number one. Okay. Okay. Has to be. Okay. Where, where would you then? What would you put two, three, four? Uh, followed by Moana. Okay. Uh. And and and, can I, I'll tell you why? So Big sure. Hero Six is number one. Sure. Because you just said it was the second highest grossing behind Frozen. Now, now, just to clarify, I'm not, I'm not trying to trip you up, but I, I just want to clarify. So when I said it's second behind Frozen, that was just in the U.S. and Canada, just in North America. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. That's okay. Fine. Yep. Uh, so Big Hero Six. Mm-hmm. Then I think Moana. Not necessarily. I I don't think that Moana would necessarily be number two mm. if we were adjusting for inflation, but right. because of right. The dollar, and because more people are spending money on movies nowadays, sure, uh, movie going in in like pre sale tickets and all this crap is mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. becoming the trend. Uh, I think it's next. Mm-hmm. Then, then Incredibles, and 
then Monsters Inc. Cool. So you're you're right and you're wrong. So you're wrong in that you didn't get the four in order, but you're right in taking into account that yeah, two of these films were you know ten plus years ago. I need to take into account this is just straight up money, not accounted for inflation. So you you were you were correct in kind of categorizing them the way you did. So okay, uh, but fundamentally, I'm wrong. Fundamentally. <laughs> At the end of the day, like you're right yeah, and yeah. you're wrong. Well, if you're yeah. right and you're wrong, then you're wrong. I d- you're I'm just, just wrong. trying to fi- give you a silver lining of kudos no, 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 I'm wrong. for your. No, I lose. Okay. I All take right. home the bronze at best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, and we're so, not even stopping for ice cream on the way home. Like we I, might. What if uh, I want ice cream? I'll stop for that, and we can both okay. have some. Uh, so, for the highest grossing animated films. Moana is 26th currently. Uh, Big Hero 6 is 29th. Monsters, Inc., 31st. And Incredibles, 33rd. Wow. And, yeah, so I guess... So you I know, got that wrong in every possible way. It, I got both. I put did, the two... I Okay, I put the two... Mm-hmm. The, I, I grouped them You grouped them properly. Correct. Yes. Right? I yeah. just... if I If I take my first two... And yes. I take my last two and yes. I invert them. Yeah, then I'm correct. And I think I think the walk away from me was at at first glance, without actually thinking about it. If I had like two seconds to answer, if I was told which films had just grossed the most money without inflation, I would have said, well, obviously, Monsters Inc. and Incredibles were just so much bigger and monumental. It has to be those. But if if you slow down and think about it for a few seconds, it's like, oh, well, wait, maybe not. And exactly the points you made of why they yeah, wouldn't. The be. inflation really plays with things. It really does. So I think that's the kind of walk away. I found it interesting just because, you know, for being such monumental films, they're they're not the highest on the list. And for obvious reasons. But Oh, yeah, sure. Totally. And, and one last time. Moana. 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 Okay. I, I feel confident now. Moana. <laughs> like, think like I want to watch Moana. Mm, ah yes there you go and which you were you know which you were saying Manoa is more like you know the I... more you know <laughs> or something so there you go there you go there you go so yeah Big Hero 6 that's it okay you just had one question yeah so it was just the one question it was the little tidbits one question alright you yeah. used to have like five questions so. yeah I, i'm trying to trim the fat i, I want to kind of narrow it down to like the the just one or maybe two and okay. then the ones that were just kind of fringe that wouldn't make good questions i'll just straight up say hey here's the here's the one about san francisco historical here's fiction the deets. Kind of thing. yeah okay yeah here's how the candy's made all right so bold statement time mm-hmm. if this were a pixar film Mm-hmm. Which it's not, but if it's this not. were a Pixar film, mm-hmm. I For would this, put it yeah. in the platinum tier of Pixar films. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, was, and, and and that's a bold statement for sure. What react to it? I, I okay. Let me react to this, and because I want you to get into why you're saying that but i want you okay. not to defend what i'm going to say but just kind of give give some reflection so sure. first of all that is a bold statement um and i see where you're coming from i do 
I think, I think just when I'm trying to decide how I felt about this film and I, I was kind of writing down, what did this film do? So this film hits on a few common motifs that are used in both animated films, Pixar films, and just films in general, but it hits on the history of emotional loss. So, Hey, our parents are dead. It hits on the, you're too smart to be doing this kind of storyline. Uh, it deals with the current experience of loss and that we see firsthand in the film, which is the brother's death. And it, it also has like, because it's of the nature of the film being kind of a mixture of an animated film with like a superhero Marvel aspect, we also kind of get a bit of an origin story and elements of a hero's kind of developing and being who they are. And I guess, I don't know why, and maybe I need to watch this again, but upon just one viewing, I guess just each element of this film, I, I appreciated and I saw what they were doing and I wasn't totally cold to it. I laughed during some comedic sequences and in certain sequences, my heart was touched when soft character interactions happened or there were like, moments. Like, did you laugh out loud? Um... Maybe once, just like a chuckle, not like a real laugh out loud, but just kind of like a, huh. okay, but it's, it's still, it's still a reaction, but yeah. And even in the soft moments too, I, I appreciated what was going on, but for some reason I, it just didn't latch on to me as much as I would need it to, for me to consider it in the platinum in in our Pixar terms, and I know it's not Pixar, we're just using it as a, as, a, as a measuring stick. I would say it's probably in the silver category, and at times in the film, it's in the cold, and it kind of flirts with that line. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I can't put my finger quite on it because, again, like when I when I'm writing down what I thought, everything I appreciated, and it wasn't like anything fell flat. It's just more it didn't grab hold of me as say I would need in a platinum style film. Right. Sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I want you to go into why you think it's a platinum. Cause I am actually okay. genuinely curious. Uh, well, so I would start by saying it hits all of the things that you said that it hits. Sure. Um, it also hits the, the cool, interesting future tech fantasy aspect. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, and it hits the villain who is is motivated by loss. The villain who mm. um, who will do anything to achieve his goal, but he's his his goal to him is not an evil one. Hmm. Right, it's it's what right. made in in the Batman universe. It's what's always made Mister Freeze so interesting, right? right. So Mister Freeze is trying to find a cure for his wife Nora, hmm. who has who he has cryogenically frozen. Uh, oh. She has she has McGregor syndrome, okay. and he's he's frozen her until such a time that he can cure her, hmm. and he'll do he'll stop at nothing. Okay. And that's why he's so he's not even he's not even really evil. Mm -hmm. He's just motivated. Like he's right. just, you know. Yep. Uh so but then unlike you, I think it does all of these really really well. Right. Right. 
Um, there are moments like any good Pixar film, again, even though it's not, mm-hmm. uh, like any good Pixar film or any good film, there are yep. moments where I laugh out loud. Sure. And the two moments that I think are the funniest happen within the same sequence. Mm. And it's when Baymax has a low battery. Okay. And Oh yeah. And and his low battery causes him to act drunk. <laughs> right. And so the first one is when he goes he step he goes to walk up the stairs mm. and he goes to take the first step and then just face plants on the on the bottom step. Right. And to me that was hilarious. And the other moment that I just die laughing at is when uh, when Hero gets up the stairs and Baymax is petting the cat and he goes, hairy baby, hairy baby. <laughs> like he's, he's just right. so wasted and doesn't know what a cat is. And right. like, yeah, so that's, to me, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it also chokes me up, mm, right? And, yeah. and so... And I think the moment that it that it really does that is when they're in the uh, whatever you want to call it. They're in the cosmos, mm, and yeah. uh, and and Baymax knows that he can save Hero and Abigail, mm-hmm. uh, but he has to do it by sacrificing himself. Mm-hmm. And and there's this moment where he says the uh, the thing he set up until this point. Mm-hmm. is uh, I cannot deactivate until you say that you are satisfied with your service. Right. And Hero's just like, no, mm-hmm. no, I get, no, I can't lose you. Mm-hmm. And and he says, you know, he says something comforting to him and then says again, I cannot deactivate until you say you are satisfied with your service. And right. and it's like, and this happens like one or two times. And uh and then, yeah, Hero's goodbye to him is so meaningful because yeah. not only is it the thing that he has to say in order to release Baymax, but mm-hmm. what he's saying is in and of itself a thank you. Right. Is right. a, you have fulfilled your purpose and then some. Hmm. So he looks at Baymax and he says, I am satisfied with my service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and to me it's just this this heart-wrenching moment. Um mm-hmm. so that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Other moments that make me laugh uh <laughs> are are when Baymax diagnoses Hero with puberty. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh the ant I think is a h- hilarious character. Mm, yeah. Right, where she's mm-hmm. like at the beginning when she's like ranting to the boys, she's like bailed them out of jail, and she's like, "And have I been the best aunt? No, maybe not. Should I have picked <laughs> up a book on parenting? Yeah, probably. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. And so that's really funny. And then mm. when she explains the, you know, ah, we're gonna have chicken wings, and and we'll make it with the sauce that makes your face go ah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that to me is like. Yeah, there's so many good moments. There's mm. there's Hero at the beginning hustling that big kind of battle bot right. gangster guy, right? Mm. And the fact that this robot's little 
face goes from a smile, the smile (laughs) flips around and all of a sudden it's this grumpy, angry face. Mm -hmm. But no, I just think it's, it's, it's such a great movie because, Mm -hmm. uh, it's kid friendly. For sure. Uh, at 27, I'm, I still love it. I still enjoy it. For sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's enough messages and and story to it that appeals to someone as an adult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's an incredibly merchandisable movie. Oh, big time. I mean, who yep. doesn't want a toy Baymax? <laughs> yeah. Especially like an inflatable one. Who doesn't want an inflatable Baymax? And can I say, I was surprised that medical... Um, like a medical droid or whatever you'd call him was was what he was. I was not expecting that, and for some reason that just really caught me off guard. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So no, I think it's uh, I think it's a deep movie mm-hmm. with a lot of layers. For sure. Um, I think you run into to hero having to deal with his anger. Mm-hmm. You run into you know the friends intervening. When when Hero puts like the fighting chip in him and takes out <laughs> right. the the healing chip mm-hmm. and basically tells him to go kill that other guy, right? Um, you know, there's just yeah, yeah. There's so there's so much there's so much that I feel like this movie has to offer. Yeah, you know, it, it, there is a lot to chew on, and and there's the emotional highs and the emotional lows, and. Um, yeah, definitely some challenging moments as far as like Kenny, like you talked about when he's like unethically trying to use Baymax. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to, can I run through a couple things with you? Sure. The one, the one is probably a compliment, I think, to the film. The other is more just a comment in general. So obviously this protagonist is attempting to get into this prestigious university program. And how he has to get in is he has to come up with some technology demonstration to get accepted. And he comes up with the microbots and has a pretty phenomenal showing. And my question is, what else do you need out of the microbots? Because they seem to have limitless potential and ability just to where you've taken them thus far. The fact that you can do this on your own, like just as a kid at home... Why does this kid even need to be in this program? Like this is, yeah, I, I, f- I feel like. I mean, I d- yeah, I don't know if it's so much for the at that point. I don't know if it's so much for the kid's benefit as much yeah. as it is seeing that this kid has right. the potential to offer the gr- like you know they're 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 paving the way for the future at this university. Right, it's not right. your run of the mill university. No, no, no. Um. So my next point is just titled Professor Callahan. And it literally did make, spoiler alert for this specific film, what I'm about to say. So if you haven't seen it. Spoiler alert for the whole damn movie. If you've gotten this far and you haven't seen Big Hero 6, (laughs) you want to go home and rethink your life. Yeah. (laughs) So Professor Callahan, I literally went, oh bleep when we found out he he was the villain. And and that I say kudos to the film because I thought that was actually very unique you've hit on this before it is it's more emotionally rooted and interesting to have a character who's motivated not just by greed or desire for power but like he has his own emotional 
heartbreaks and desires. And but you had I, no reason to begin to expect no, that he was alive. None. Let alone the villain. None. None. So I, I would say kudos to this film because I thought that was actually fantastic. And that I I didn't gasp, but metaphorically I gasped. Um, yeah. the, my only critique, my only critique is that I'm a little disappointed that it did take this long into the film for me to, for something that tangibly significant to really anchor me in, to be like, Hey, hold up son. Like something's going on. It was, and it was fantastic. And we've obviously talked about the emotional complexity of having him as the villain. And again, right after this is when we get into that unethical use of Baymax and that that's also challenging. So I, I'm a little disappointed. It took so long into the movie to get kind of that shocking in a storyline and have that kind of ethical dilemma. But for what it did on its own, I, I thought that was interesting. Something I I really admire about it too, though, is mm. um, that we don't we don't get that cliche. Oh, okay, now Callahan is has seen the light and isn't going to have to answer for his crimes because right. now he's now he's a good guy. No, this movie ends and it's like yep. Abigail yep. saved. That's all fantastic. Hmm. Uh. But Robert's going to jail. Oh, he's he's doing some time. He did the crime. Like, like he's, he's not doing the going, time. You know, he doesn't even get a reuniting moment with his daughter. He's right. his, his ass is going to jail. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, and full yeah. on don't drop the soap, buddy, because your life <laughs> is you like, yes, your daughter's back, but you won't sure. get to enjoy that. Well, he can have visits like where they speak on a phone between But maybe a she doesn't glass. want to. Abigail seems like the type of girl that once she hears Right. Of the things that her father did, mm-hmm. she'd be like, "No, I don't know this man." Right? Yeah. So here's the thing: love it or hate it. We talked about this with La La Land, and we've talked about it in films in general. There's sometimes you can just have the cliche ending, not even cliche, but the the normal ending, or everyone the, everything's happy, everything's happy, or you can have a more brutally real ending. You're right. This this is quite real. It, it's not even. It's not the hey, I'm embracing my daughter, and everyone's like, hey, we get it. You wanted your daughter back. All's well that ends well. And you're right. There's not even the, hey, you need to pay your crime, but you can have like five minutes with her just to show that you're both okay. It's, no. yeah, straight up, they go different directions. Like, they you don't get even the get... chair, buddy. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if that... I don't think so. I... <laughs> it's a, it's a... I mean, he opened a wormhole uh... above the... This is like... This is like Loki in the first Avengers territory. Yeah, but they didn't give him the chair. They should have. Maybe. See all the hurt he causes after the fact? I guess. Um, but they did do they they do turn it around though. They do mm. still give you that happy twinkling moment when sure. you, you realize and it's so heartwarming that mm. Baymax knew if I eject this armor hand thing mm-hmm. and save mm-hmm hero right uh if if i include the chip my programming chip then hero can bring me back right right this doesn't need to be goodbye right yep yeah so that's kind of a nice sweet little twist at the end too and but i feel like it's not i think why it's so good or why it's better is it it's not painfully 
sappy or it's not a slap in the face like it's very oh for sure it's 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 more it has a more a bit more of a realism than just kind of the stuff we were just talking about so yeah right. i think and, it's well, very and- uh, yeah, good. and af- after Hero, I mean, he, Baymax pretty much had to come. I think Baymax knew that Hero needed him. Uh, oh, Because sure. after Hero lost yeah. his parents, and then he yep. la- lost Tadash- Tadashi, yep. uh, his brother, uh, and then he had to, like, if, if he had lost Baymax on top of that, I think the fear was <laughs> right. that eventually, you know, that this would mm. lead to Hero sort of dealing fentanyl out of the back of a pickup truck. But it's like... <laughs> <laughs> this this is this is too much for him to take. This this kid needs a win. He can't. He he needs yeah, one he, thing he can't, to go. You know that that yeah. he can't just be stuck with his his uh his clueless aunt and the yeah. the hairy baby. God love her, but yeah, yeah, yeah. One last thing I want to touch on, and it's very brief. It's just the post credit scene, which yes, I'm I so abs- happy because I told you watch for you the post credit scene. And I'm glad I didn't miss out on it. I oh, absolutely man. loved the Stan Lee. It's freaking Stan Lee. And then when oh. you think about it, you go, you know, you, you can go back and and look mm. at the painting, the family yes. portrait, and you go, yeah. "Holy shit! It totally is Stan Lee." Like, yeah, how did I, I not? How yeah. did I not pick up on that prior to this moment? That that's see, Stan I Lee. saw it. I I saw it the first thing, and I thought that was his cameo in the film. Like, I thought that's as far as it was going to go. Right. So did you know this was a Marvel property going into it? No, not a, no. not even a bit. No. Okay. Um, was it so that was probably in my top three things in the film just because I loved it so much. Was there anything significant that I should know regarding the Marvel universe in this cameo or it was just it was Oh no, I have no idea. No. Okay, okay. I was I was shocked. I don't think I knew it was a Marvel property when I saw it in the theater. Yeah, no. No, no. For sure um, I didn't either. But it's 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 fun because it, it gives you some more backstory into who Fred is. Mm, yep. And that the wear I wear it forwards, I wear it backwards, <laughs> yeah. I flip it inside out, and then I go forwards and backwards. That yeah. that was like, okay, he's not just some weirdo, like that's his dad. Like that's a yeah. family pride thing. Sure. Um, I guess. And such a funny moment when like and it just so comedically randomly tossed in that when they're recovering from their first encounter with uh, with their villain, mm. uh, they go back to recoup at Fred's house, and Fred lives in a freaking mansion. Yeah. And none of his friends knew. Yeah, I know. And that's what yeah. I love about Fred. Fred is loaded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Loaded. <laughs> but none of his friends know. And there's something to be said about a character, about a person who mm. has that kind of money. Right. And has close friends who are none the wiser. Right. Because there's he something... doesn't live out his money. He doesn't, yes. you know, he's not wearing ritzy clothes. No, he's wearing yeah. like baggy shorts and, uh, you <laughs> yeah. know. There's something to be said for the the humbleness around it, He's for not exerting guy. Yeah, not exerting your power or money or just trying to trying to push it off on other people and let them know your status. It's it's just being a human being and not having that define you. And I, yeah, that it, there is something cool about that. Yeah, totally, hundred percent. Um, <laughs> that that's those are my thoughts. So, in, where where else do you want to take this? Uh, I, I mean, 
there's there's not a lot more that I can say other than sure. I just love this film. Like, yeah. um, I do think there's there's some filler. There's just some kind of oh, generic sure. action that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still fun. It's fun to see each of the characters kind of come into their powers. Right, right. Um, and learn, you know, each one of them gets to use their tech, the mm. thing that they've been working on, the thing that sure. they know better than anybody else. And and what's so great about that is although they're not superpowers, mm-hmm. uh, it does make each one of their abilities feel like a natural extension of who they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Right, it's their tech. Fair enough. It's yeah. e- each one of them are their own Iron Man. Right. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. So scale of one to ten, me. Scale of one to ten. So so what I'm gonna say is of the four films, which we don't normally list them, but I'm gonna list them here. So it was of the vote, Grand Budapest Hotel, Gone Girl, and Birdman. Going into this, this was probably my fourth out of the four choices to watch. I'd probably still leave it there, but I don't mean that as a slight. It's just of the four, it's it's my least favorite film. I enjoyed the viewing and I don't regret the viewing. Um, but it it I didn't give it a great review, but here it is. So I gave it a four point four out of ten. Wow. That's that's more yeah. than not a great review. That's so, low. So my there's four different levels. There's the lowest that I'd only watch it if I was at the cottage with no Wi-Fi. The next level up is I'd pay money to rent it. The next level up is I'd sure pay money to buy it. And then the highest level a film can attain in my scoring system is I would be fine dishing out $30 and getting a babysitter and spending an evening watching a film in the theaters. So this just made it to level two where I'd pay money to rent it and I'd be fine with that. And that that makes sense to me. You'll be happy on Marshall scale, it fared a little bit better. And there's actually a bit of a discrepancy, but I gave it a six out of 10 on Marshall scale. Wow, that's a big leap. Yeah. And just using Marshall scale, it just. a boy, Marshall. It, it literally landed on a six where it was a bit higher than a neutral, you know, five being kind of like, ah, take her to leave it. A six was applicable to this film. So it, I don't want my 4.4 to be misunderstood. Uh, it's not that I think it's a bad film, it's not that I didn't think the film was worth watching it's just where it ranked on my scale ultimately you're glad that it was on netflix and you didn't have to spend any or not uh disney, <laughs> disney plus, plus and you didn't have to spend any additional dough on it right. what would you give it out of 10 uh i give it a 7.6 cool um i think it's really good not quite an eight again like you know i think the moments that stick out in this movie for me as good mm. are really good you know, yep. I think it has magical moments. Sure. Um, but but it could do a lot more for me as mm, well. Right. Yep. So yeah. Fair enough. All right. What'd you watch this week? And <laughs> and let me say. <laughs> yes. The friggin' pressure is on. Is it? Because you dropped is the it? damn ball last week. I did. And so I now do. I'm looking to see if you fumbled again. See, what's interesting <laughs> is if you fail to watch it tw- two weeks in a row, oh, then you basically just have to like take some holidays <laughs> from work in order to right you just get to catch per- up. You get perpetually it's, it's you get exponentially mm. far behind. You do. 
Yeah. Okay. So I watched both the films that I had to watch, the one that was backlogged and then the just the normal recommendation. So I'm going to start with the oldest one just to get it out of the way. Okay. And it was the 1991 Adams Family. Do 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 do. 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 Uh I'm going to be honest. I just I think it's safe to say that film is just not my cup of tea. Oh yeah. Uh, for it was personally supposed to be. And personally for me it was just a bit of a chore to view. I I'm going to be honest. I gave it a 1.1 out of 10 on my scale. What? But it has Christopher Lloyd in it. How can you so, give anything that has Christopher Lloyd in it a 1 so, out of 10? Funny you should mention that. On Marshall's scale it got a little bit higher. It got a 2 out of 10. And in the two category, one of the the catchphrases in that scale is there has to be like there's maybe one or two redeemable things in this film, and for me that was Christopher Lloyd, so that that yes. got it a two. All right. Uh, so yeah, just wasn't my cup of tea, uh, but I watched it. No. The next okay. film, the next film that you recommended to me was 2000's uh, Mission to Mars. Kind of this a I'm really interested film. in because, like I said, I yeah. I enjoy the hell out of this movie. Sure, yeah, but it's got roots in my in my long term memory bank. Right, I've so got it has... it, it's it's nostalgic for me yeah. to watch, and so I don't know. Even though I love this movie, sure, I don't know objectively if it's a good right. movie or not. Right. Uh, so I'm really, really curious for someone who doesn't have an emotional tie to it. Right. To tell me their thoughts. Well, and that's hard, right? Because yeah, if you have any emotional ties to something in film that we're talking about, it's really hard to discern. It muddies the waters a little bit, so it, mm. it can be hard to determine is this a good film. Yeah, so yeah, totally. What what I wrote down here is some films age well, some films just don't. And I I'd personally say I think this film falls right in the middle, and there were some things that aged well, and some things that just didn't. And is it a good film? I don't know. But what I will say is, yes, it had some corny tropes or some cliches, but there was some really interesting concepts and a really interesting underlying story and just some really interesting moments. So I don't, I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it's definitely not a bad movie. And I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle because I, I found it very fascinating uh, I, I'm not sure if I'd ever watch it again, but I'm really glad I watched it. And probably from like the 10 minute mark on, I was I was kind of hooked to my seat because I was really curious where our characters were going and right. also where our storytellers were taking us. I, I was just fascinated with where they were going conceptually. I think it's so the two things that stick out in that movie to me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is one, the fact that, yeah, he created an oxygen rich environment. Mm-hmm. So that he could survive on Mars. Yeah. Uh, so kind of did the the Martian thing before Matt Damon knew what was good. So so here's the thing. I wrote this down. This film's DNA is quite honestly the forefather or ancestor of equally interstellar and the Martian. Yeah. Because they, they dealt with things that you're talking about, just like the ingenuity and the science of someone surviving by themselves on Mars. So that was like complete very similar but also they they they're also trying to hit on some elements from interstellar about the just the cosmic 
the cosmic task that is space travel and leaving your family behind and also having to make difficult decisions where like you literally can look someone in the face and have to go, well, if we do this, you're going to have to die, but that might be the only choice. Or should I try and do this? Like, like there's some real human, human stories that are told that are, I I found them very similar to interstellar and the Martian, but these came like 10, 15 years before. So it was really good. So that stuff's really cool. And then I also like, and this is, this is falls in more of this sort of cheesy campy Mm. part of it, but you know, yeah. Like the, the face on Mars is like, that's a real thing. Right, sure. like you can look, you can Google images of the Mars face. Oh, really? And, and, I did oh, not yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. That's... There's a, there's a, there's we have satellite pictures of the face on really? Mars. So that's a real thing. Oh, uh, I did not so, know that. Yeah. So, so this movie just kind of like explains it and goes, well, oh. yeah, aliens. Um, and so, like I said, the ending's a little w- weird because yeah. they just kind of go, okay, we are going to, <laughs> right, we are going to donate ourselves to this new alien life and to mm-hmm. whatever it is that they have to show us and mm-hmm. and yeah. you know like yeah but but everything up until that point I, and I don't even mm-hmm. dislike that part I just don't know what I think of that part yeah like I said I probably wouldn't watch it again but the ride that it took me on was definitely worth the view good sweet I'm glad you I'd give it, it. I gave Sorry. it a 6.6 6 out of 10 on my scale and on Marshall's, I gave it a six. So definitely uh, a positive review. Nice. Mm-hmm. The other, so the, I watched two more films this week. Ooh, one, you busy. <laughs> the one was, I watched it remotely with a group and it just wasn't my cup of tea. It was a film that starred Elijah Wood and it was called Set Fire uh, to Lord the, of the Stars. Rings. Lord of the Rings, that is my cup of tea times 10. You'd boy <laughs> no it's called set fire to the stars it was interesting conceptually but i it would uh, it was a bit of a chore to sit through um set the other fire fi- to the stars yeah i'm just thinking it's, like it that's like a new category of criminal an astro arson well to me it's it's like combining adele and lady gaga because it's like set fire to the rain with a star is born Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to recommend that to you because I think you have to, it's based on a true story. I don't even remember the poet's name, but Elijah Wood has to cater this poet around and try and keep him out of tr- trouble because he's a drunkard and kind of just gets into trouble. And it just, it wasn't laying down the tune that I was picking up. But All right. it, Do you spend half the movie kind of distracted by his eye color? What's that? Elijah Wood's eye color. Is his eyes are so blue. So here's the thing. The film was actually in black and white, so you don't even see that. Oh, that's the only yeah. way not to be distracted by his eye color. So they, <laughs> they probably, that was that was less an artistic decision and more mm. something they felt was a necessity. They're like, guys, we have no choice. Make it work. Um, I should, I'm not bad-mouthing it. It just wasn't my film. The other thing I watched, and it's not the first time I watched it, but um, I, I watched it again, so I'm going to recommend it to you. Have you ever heard of Schrodinger's Cat? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like the the cat in a box thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to recommend, I don't even know what year it is. I think it's, I'm sure, trying to Google, I think it's 2013. 
And I think it's low budget because I didn't recognize anyone in it. But the film is called Coherence. Okay. Yeah, I've Have never seen... heard of it. Yeah, I I don't. Now that I'm googling it, it, I didn't realize. I knew it was low budget, but it was it was very low budget apparently. Um, but it's an interesting film. Kind of well, has what is, to. What is very low budget? Um, cheaper than some people's vehicles. It was fifty thousand bucks. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, but it's not a bad low budget film. And essentially, it's 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 a science fiction, I guess, thriller. Essentially, just picture um, a scientific hypothesis in Schrodinger's cat mixed with um, a bit of a thriller, kind of a act, not actiony, but just I guess it, it would just be a thriller. Um, just some people are having a dinner party, different events ensue, and they need to solve some problems. And that's that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Joker yeah. with Joaquin Phoenix was made for $55 million, So I have $5 million less of expectations than I have for Joker. So, okay, what? What? The, the, the just... Joker, you said $50 million is low budget. No, 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 no. 50000 50000 50000 Okay, never mind. Some people's cars cost more than this. Yeah. Yeah. Even the it's Wizard low- of Oz cost two point eight million. <laughs> Dang. Wow. Okay. Uh yeah, so coherence. What what did you watch this week? Uh Vivarium. Ver- ver- Vivarium, okay. Vivarium. Yeah, that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what'd you think? Um, I think that I think a couple of things. Sure. I think uh, Jesse Eisenberg plays the same character in every movie he's in. Fair enough. Um, I, I, I'm not sure if I feel that way, but I know you're not alone. I know a lot of people are. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think he's the only one in the film that I recognized. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um. But I did like it. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. I didn't love it. Sure. I mean, I love, you know, it's a little, I would say it's a little bit sci-fi, a little bit mm-hmm. mystery, a little bit yep. horror. Um, I, I, And maybe social commentary, depending on how you interpret it. Hard yeah, to maybe. Say. Maybe. It felt like... Uh, and this is maybe an interesting glimpse into some future happenings. Sure. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. It felt it felt like a 90-minute episode of Black Mirror. Sure, yep. Um, yeah, I could see that. And so uh, I, I think I, I walked out of this film feeling the same way I feel walking out of every episode of Black Mirror. Mm. I, I, the movie ended, and I thought to myself, interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> right. But uh, I think I think w- I think the problem was uh so ultimately I give it a, a 5.9 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. Uh just cuz I didn't have the heart to give it a 6. Um <laughs> okay. and I think part of what hurt it was I like I 
as a rule, don't watch trailers or look into movies that you recommend to me, aside from figuring out how to rent myself a copy. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and usually the answer to that is like Amazon or iTunes. But oh, of course. Yep. Um, I. Yeah, I think when I sit down, I like I typically enjoy watching Black Mirror, and mm, I think mm-hmm. I haven't watched them in like a couple of years. I'm way behind on Black Mirror. Like, <laughs> right. like I've seen I've seen less than I've seen. There's more episodes I haven't seen than episodes I have. I've seen less than right. half. Oh wow! Um, okay. But when I sit down to watch a Black Mirror episode, I I watch it because I want to be left feeling uncomfortable. Hmm. And I think the uncomfortableness, the the uh, the moral and emotional challenges that that this film presented to me, mm. I was just not ready for. Sure, yep. I wasn't like, okay, let's watch a something a little messed up. <laughs> right. I mean, ultimately, I liked it. It's it's the type yep. of film, sure. You know, it's the type of film that's up my alley. It's one of the reasons why I like watching horror movies with friends. Mm. Uh, sure. Because I do like, you know, I like the idea of being confused or being scared. I love the idea. I think there's it's it it to me being scared, watching something that's scary, mm-hmm. is like a roller coaster. Oh, for sure. Uh, you sit down, and, <laughs> and there's something I think so empowering. Empowering? No, exhilarating. Something so exhilarating about sitting down and genuinely becoming a genuinely being scared but safe mm yeah be you know because it it's an emotion that you don't get to feel very often is uh, okay. genuine fear right and so to sit down and genuinely be scared mm. but be in no form of danger Right. Is something yep. I really, really like. And For and sure. although this film's got a couple of like, you know, like moments that I would say it dabbles into the horror genre, mm. um, it's mostly like a psychological thriller kind of. Right. It, it's not Would, making you, f- you, the viewer, feel scared. It's right. more just uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, which I typically yeah. really like. Yeah. 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 I think but I was I, just, I get... you know, I just came off of having watched Big Hero 6. Yeah, right. And I was all like happy and floaty and whatever. And <laughs> right. Watched this and then went to bed. So I, I, I also think this film was one of those films that if you watch too much of the trailer, it probably took away from the film itself. And I yeah, think and I that didn't watch any of the me. trailer. And I, I don't think I even watched it all, but watching even probably a half to two thirds was a little too revealing. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I what, also what watched. Did you watch? <laughs> I also watched uh, my recommendation for you. Ooh, okay. Which is a 2014 film. Interesting. Based off a video game franchise. Okay. All right. Um, and it's not. It's in no way my typical movie genre. Mm. Like at all. Okay. Right. But there's some cool filmmaking. There's some things I heard about it that okay. intrigued me from a filmmaking standpoint. Sure. 
um because people may or may not know like i i cinematography and film directing and editing and stuff like that's something i've played with sure oh and, yeah and yeah. and done some projects i'm shooting a short film probably nice. actually in the next four weeks we need to be done principal photography cool which is daunting um that is, we don't even have yeah. all of the cast members figured out but Aye. uh yeah um so anyways filmmaking things unique film thing making things intrigue me and so that's why i watched this so the movie cool. is need for speed um which hmm. is a well-known age-old yeah racing video game franchise yeah um especially the hot pursuit games where you like yes, one of you would be that. a cop and the other would mm-hmm. you know um yep. What intrigued me, so like the action-y, silly car films are not typically my go-to. Um, yeah, the t- no. two, thi- two things that drew me in. One was was the inclusion of Rami Malek, because hmm. okay. I like him. Yeah. Uh, and the other was the fact that there is, and I don't want to misquote here. Sure. There's, the film's got a lot of explosions and a lot of cars flipping over top of other cars and mm. uh, crashes and crazy stunts and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And zero CGI. Really? So there are there will be shots. There's one shot that I want you to watch out for where like a Kay. car, two cars are driving down the road and one sure. car like goes off a ramp and flips over top of the other car and then lands. Oh, cool. Like kind of does like the jet fighter cockpit to cockpit inverted thing. Right. But in a car. Oh, and while okay. the car is midair, it cuts to the footage from the GoPro that they put on the car. Like, oh, cool. Like everything that you see in this mm-hmm. film with the cars, they did. Hmm. They didn't fake anything. Yeah, I'm I'm actually mildly intrigued because, yeah, yeah I, I would say this probably isn't my type of film on any day of the week, but the no, fact and that there's no yeah. CGI... Yeah, that's... and it's definitely not mine, but like that's oh, no. to me that was the enjoyment of the film was watching and... it going, holy shit. Yeah. Like what a what a shot. If that and was I'm all glad... real, then what a shot. And I'm glad I know this going into it. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Actually, the uh I just look up the cast for Need for Speed, and there's a carryover from Vivarium. Right. Yeah. Yes, there is. That's cool. Yeah. And Michael Keaton? Yeah. Nice. Sweet. Batman's and everything. He is. Uh, So, real quick housekeeping, folks. We've got our links below. Facebook, (laughs) Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Fresh towels? Would you like fresh towels? No, I don't. I like old towels. You need soap? Uh, please like follow subscribe on all our social media platforms if you haven't done so already we'd really appreciate it also if you're interested you can check out our link below to our patreon page to help us support the show uh helps pay the bills software uh, hardware uh mics all that kind of setup and stuff semi hardware semi hardware semi semi software 
<laughs> just helps us keep the lights on. So, uh, thank you for listening. That and, and that's, Andrew, that's the housekeeping. Andrew from Jakarta followed us on all our social medias, so you he did can too. Yeah, thank you, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, and you gave your shout out to Andrew, so I think that about wraps it up. Okay. Yeah. Until Big Hero Seven comes out, we'll talk to you next time. I cannot deactivate until you say that you are satisfied with your service. I am satisfied with my service. Thank you.